0: Good morning. Welcome to the Bell and Pollock legal show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is an injury show for you every week. We discuss and disclose to you a different injury subject. We try to educate you and give you the information you need to fight and win the war on your injury claim. It's that simple. It is a war between you and the insurance company for the at-fault party. You got a car crash, a bicycle crash, motorcycle crash, truck crash, big rigs, 18 wheelers. Doesn't matter at Bell & Pollock, we do all kinds of injury cases. We do workers' compensation cases if you've been injured on the job. And we do them all over the state of Colorado. And we have for years. We have over 40 years of experience, and you can put our experience to work for you. And you should, because we know the tricks of these insurance companies. We know the traps. They have strategies. We call it a legal game plan. But the good news is you can have your own legal game plan or game plans. You can make adjustments to your game plans once you know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, you're guessing, you're floundering, you're hoping, and you're, you're, you're going to be at a disadvantage with these insurance companies. They have highly trained adjusters, well-trained adjusters, They go to classes, they have scripts, they have computer screens. Sometimes doctors consult with them. Sometimes attorneys consult with them. They have their scripts, they know what questions they're going to ask you, and you should not let that happen without you being informed, you being educated. You know, at Bell & Pollock, we educate and advocate. We said that for years. We educate and advocate. We can be your attorneys in an injury case. We can educate you. You know what to do. You've got a game plan, and then it enhances your chances to win the war on your injury claim. Okay, today we're talking about back to school, right? Back to school and carpooling. What is that all about? Because, you know, you're back to school and somebody's going to drive on one day. Let's say Mary's going to drive on Monday. Bob's going to drive on Tuesday. Harold's going to drive on Wednesday. Jane's going to drive on Thursday, et cetera. Well, what is the liability and what do you need to do? You know, brother. the first thing we can say is that you, you must check your insurance policies. And what we're going to say in this show does not universally apply to every situation. You must check with your, you can check, you can call Bell and Pollock. Uh, we will we answer your questions, but we're going to give you the general rules. There are exceptions. So, so Brad, let's start. You're going to have a carpooling situation to take kids to school. Uh, you need to check insurance coverages and you need to be prepared.
1: Right. And it's, kind of interesting because uh, carpooling and and people helping to drive the kids to school is usually done on an ad hoc basis somebody just Comes out and says, "Oh, you live down the street. Let me. I'll. I'll help you with the kids." Or you. You. You go to a, a parent-teacher conference, or you go to a school conference of some type. And when you go to the the school conference, there's uh, people there, and you start realizing. Somebody says something, and you realize, "Hey, we're close to each other." And um, they say, "Well, you know, if you ever need help getting your kids to school or you need to ride, let me know." And you're going all well, the same for you. And next thing you know, it grows into some type of ride sharing or uh, not ride sharing. I got to take that back. Right. Sharing is a different thing. It turns into some kind of carpooling situation um, or, you know, pe- when we talk about the kids, when we talk about school, we can talk about carpooling when when people are going to work together or when workers realize they're in a close proximity and they're going to just take one car. But when we talk about school, which is an important area here, uh, because you can be talking about children as, as young as five or six, maybe even younger than that, then all the way up to 14 or 15 or 16, you can be talking about. Um, a, a, a 16 or 17 year old junior or senior in high school who's going to drive some freshmen and uh, and sophomores to school and pick them up and get gas money for it. So you can be talking a lot of a lot of different ways carpooling happens, and uh, it, it, this this is when it starts getting a little personal because it it's easy to to talk to as Gary was saying Harold. Um, or or Bob or Mary or Jane at the next conference, when a parent teacher conference, and say, hey, can you you know let's trade off driving the children uh, to school? Or I my son who is sixteen can pick up your kid and bring him to school. But it gets pretty personal and hard when you start saying, well that's okay that's fine, but I want to run a driver's license or I want to drive run a driver's record on you or your son. And I want to know what your son's grades are to see if he's a responsible person or if he has any kind of uh, any kind of problems with respect to the way he acts. And by the way, I want to see your insurance and I want to see your driver's license or I want to run a motor vehicle check to make sure you have a driver's license. And. That next door neighbor you have that you think is a great person and responsible and everything else may not have a driver's license. It might have been revoked. It might have expired. It might have been uh, suspended, or they might not have ever gotten one. You know, I'm I'm laughing a little bit, but you don't know what the people have and don't have, and you need to you need to take certain actions to cover. Uh, the people that are getting in the car with
0: them. You know, it can, it can become complicated if you have four kids in a car, three kids in a car, and an adult driving them, you have an accident, who's at fault? And the driver might be partially at fault or wholly at fault. Or the other person, the uh, at-fault driver that hits your, the car your children are in, might might be at fault. Or they might be partially at fault. So insurance coverages are critical. Come on. They're critical. And uh, Brad and I have preached for years, if you're going to have a car uh, pooling arrangement, especially for school, this is a back-to-school edition of this show, if you're going to have a car pooling arrangement, you need to check their insurance coverages. You need to have an adult meeting with all the drivers and say, okay, nobody's going to get their feelings hurt, but we need to all bring our insurance coverages and insurance policies because it's all fixed at the time of the action. It doesn't change. It is what it is, and I can't tell you how many times Brad and I have heard the sorry story, the very sorry story. I didn't have any insurance or it just expired or I had minimum limits and then you're you're dealing with your child that's injured and so number one number one tip have a meeting have a neighborhood meeting and bring your insurance policies and bring your coverages so a minimum you can understand what that is a minimum and then you know brad said it gets a little bit more tricky and a little bit more personal when you say does everybody have a driver's license can you show your driver's license but if you're adults brad you, that's probably what should happen in a neighborhood meeting because, as I said at the top of the show, there's many exceptions here, but if you have an accident, three kids in the car, they were carpooling, you know, an insurance company might be looking for a way out of the policy, but you've got to have an adult meeting to exchange insurance information to see what it is. And, of course, if you have questions, you can call Bell and Pollock anytime.
1: Absolutely. And and that's exactly what needs to be done is you need to have uh, a, a meeting meeting or if it's just two people, you need to go have lunch or sit down in somewhere and have a coffee or do something, go to Starbucks or McDonald's or somewhere and get a dollar coffee or something and, and sit down and say, and it can get personal when you say, you know, I want to make sure you have a driver's license or you take out your driver's license and say, I want to make sure you've got one. Now, there's no, there's no fail proof uh, way to do all this. Uh, you know, it, my, my insurance renews every October. So I can have this meeting in August or late July, early August with my carpooling people and say, here's my insurance and here's my driver's license. And then in October, uh, I failed to renew my insurance, maybe not because I wasn't financially responsible. Maybe I just didn't get around to it or it slipped in and I lost it and I didn't have insurance. And on top of it, you know, I happened to have partied a little too late at the local bar or at, at somebody's house one night and got pulled over and got a DUI. And next thing I know, I don't have a, I don't have a driver's license. So now all of a sudden I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an unlicensed driver with a with with no insurance, and am I going to go broadcast that to everybody as I'm as I'm in my carpool group? Hey, carpool group, guess what? Uh, hopefully, I'm responsible enough to look and say, I you know I I I can't drive for one reason or another. But the bottom line is is that you you know we we don't we're not even touching in right now, Gary, into the idea of people making sure their car is safe. You know, right. you know right. when I when I have my seventeen year old driving people to school, or eighteen year old, or when my wife is, uh, or my husband is, my spouse, and I haven't bothered to get tires in the middle of winter that are going to be uh, safety tires or going to be safe enough to be on the slick roads. So so there's a lot of things you got to consider. It's just not a simple thing of saying go get in that person's car and enjoy the trip. And especially if you you know what are the rules and in, in, uh, in the transportation. Uh, for those of you who have your child riding with somebody else, sit down and ask your child. After you've had this meeting that Gary talks about, which I think is, is, is great, now you got to sit down and ask them about the driving habits and about what goes on inside the car while they're going to school.
0: Right, you know, and tip number one is you've got to have you've got to know the insurance coverages, and you can't be embarrassed about it. You've got to, You can use email. You can have a, a neighborhood meeting. Uh, bring your policies, bring your insurance coverages, and, and the limits and your deck page, so everybody can see what limits are there. That's tip number one. Tip number two, uh, you have to see if they have a driver's license, right? And tip number three, <clears throat> there are exclusions in insurance policies. So if you have questions, you should call an attorney. You can call Bell and Pollock anytime. Exclusions in this type of situation is when it when it transcends from a true carpooling arrangement, maybe to a commercial enterprise. Maybe somebody's getting paid a little bit of extra money to drive the kids around. Insurance companies look for a way to void out insurance policies and coverages. And they say, you never told us that. You never said you were going to do a business. And that business is a different risk for us. So tip number, tip number three is make sure that you don't have an exclusion in your policy, right, that excludes this type of uh, arrangement. and and then you're on your way. But you must have the neighborhood meeting. You're listening to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, we are injury attorneys. We can handle your injury case. We've done it for years. We have offices in Denver and Steamboat Springs. We do injury cases all over the state of Colorado. You know who to call, Bell and Pollock, our website, championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. We do injury cases all over the state of Colorado, and we have for years. Today we're talking about carpooling. Jose, okay, in the first part of the show, we gave you tips about insurance coverages. Okay, Brad, let's start talking about specific examples. You got the parent in the car driving. There's an accident, maybe an intersection accident. Both drivers are blaming each other. You might have to file a claim against the other car. Your child was in the car, car number one. You might have to file a claim against car number two and that driver, but you also might have to file a claim against the driver of car number one, who was part of your neighborhood, take the kids to school. So it presents problems that you need to work your way through.
1: It's, it certainly does. And and like I said, you start with a basis of believing the person you're, who's who's driving your child has insurance and that the car is properly insured. Uh, and now all of a sudden there's been a crash, your child's been hurt. And it's like I said at the end of the last segment, you want to make sure that you've talked to your child if you can and, and, and discuss with them what goes on inside the car. Uh, something to make sure you understand is this is not... The, 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 this is this is carpooling we're talking about. It is not somebody who drives the children to school for profit. Uh, that that tends into being a cab or an Uber or some kind of a vehicle where somebody's being paid a profit to drive the children. Now you've got a different set of rules. But the rules we're talking about here are the rules where your child or you, if you're doing this to go back and forth to work, you're in car number one and car number two, you get in a crash with car number two. Now, and you're a passenger in the car or your child is a passenger in the car and they've been hurt. Now, how are you going to recover? Are you are you prepared to sue the driver of car number one, your own driver, the person who was driving the car, your friend, your neighbor, or somebody that you're, you you see at school all the time? Are you prepared to sue number two? Because number one, the driver of car number one, the driver of your car, they can't go out and get and sue for you. They can't go out and, and take care of the case and, and for you. And what do you do when your driver is saying car number two is to blame and car number two is saying, no, your driver is to blame. Now, who, who are you going to hold responsible or what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, you might end up with a claim against your own driver, car number one, and you don't have to automatically have a lawsuit. You can have a claim with the insurance company. It can result in a lawsuit sometimes, but now you've got a, a, a claim against your driver in car number one where your child was, a claim against the driver number two because they're both at fault, and, and then that's why you need to know the insurance coverages before this, these, these transactions begin. Then you, then you can have your own uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage that could apply, To your child, right? We preach about that all the time. You could have your own med pay apply. The driver's insurance company uh, coverage can apply. The driver's insurance med pay can apply, but sometimes there's not enough to go around. Sometimes med pay is limited at five thousand dollars. So you must have your own insurance. So tip number four: you must have your own insurance in sufficient amounts to cover a, a problem where maybe. The driver of car number one, Brad, doesn't have enough insurance. The driver of car number two doesn't have enough insurance. And maybe uh, the driver of car number two's insurance expired. So you must protect yourself with your own car insurance because many times it can apply to your child in somebody else's car.
1: That's correct. So if you're in a situation, if you have your own car, And But somebody else is driving your child. Maybe you have to go to work at different times, or maybe you have a schedule that doesn't allow you to drive your child or or to drive yourself uh, because uh, you have a spouse or somebody else living in the household who's using the car on certain days, and you don't have the access to the car, and you're driving with other people. You still need insurance. You still need to be covered for insurance, and and that insurance uh, it needs to be in the form of uh, uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage. You need to have that. You need to have your med pay. You need to keep track of those uh, that coverage and make sure it's there. And you need to like like we've said, find out what the other side ha- or what what the other people in your car have too. You want to make sure though that your family and your residence within your household are properly covered and protected in the event of a crash.
0: Right. You can call us anytime, Bell & Pollock, 303-795-5900. That's 303-795-5900. Or in the mountains, you can call us at 970-870-8989. That's 870-8989, or just go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. We represent injured victims, and we have for over 40 years. We can help you put your life back together again if you've been injured. That's uh, championsofthepeople.com. Today we're talking about carpooling. All right, we just said, what if your driver, number one, is partially at fault, driver, number two, where well, your kids were in the car with driver, number one, driver, number two, the other car is, is partially at fault. So insurance coverages apply. Insurance coverages are important. That's how we started this show. Brad, let's give it a different twist. Let's say Mary's supposed to drive on Mondays, but Mary is sick. She can't do it. So Mary calls a neighbor that you've never heard of before, a driver you never even met with in your neighborhood meeting. And now that driver, let's say that, let's say that driver's name is Janice. You've never met Janice. You don't even know who she is. But Janice is going to fill in on Mary because Mary was sick and she called Janice. Now you got a stranger driving Mary's car, on Monday with your children in the car, and so how does that
1: work? A fine mess you got, don't you? You know, that you're looking saying, okay, but and, and believe me, the insurance companies are going to talk about who's the primary coverage and who isn't primary coverage and, and whether or not they, they have uh, coverage where it's pro rata or whether there's a primary versus a secondary, and they're going to talk about who's got what insurance. The, the, the secret to this is making sure you have insurance. It's making sure you're covered. And one of the secrets to this is sitting down and talking to your agent, getting your agent on the phone, talking to your agent, and then confirming what your agent has told you in writing so that your agent understands and you understand what the what the agent what questions the agent answered. And the agent can correct them if they're wrong. Now, mm-hmm. it's very important to make sure you've you've cleared up all these things. And you know, school's already started. So people are on their way to school and, and, you know, people are doing all sorts of carpooling, going to work. It's not too late. You can go do it anytime. But what, what happens when the person you thought was going to drive the car, isn't the person driving the car because they're sick and somebody else is driving the car. And now you're saying now what coverage do I have? Do I have the coverage of the person who's driving the car? Do I have the, the coverage of the owner of the car and, and that follows the car? Do I have my own coverage? And if somebody ran into my, or partially is partially at fault for the crash, do I have coverage from number two?
0: Right. So, I mean, you have to look at these coverages. We'll be glad to do it for you. Bell and Pollock, you can call us anytime at 303-795-5900 if you've been injured. Uh, we help you. We do injury cases for over 40 years. You can go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. Okay, we've given you some tips today. Uh, the bottom line the bottom line is your insurance coverages and the insurance coverages of the other responsible parties, the other parents, in our example, right? The bottom line is that there's no, hopefully, there's no exclusions. You're not doing this for a profit. You can share reasonable expenses, but you can't do it for a profit. But bottom line, insurance companies look for a way to exclude the claim. They see a carpooling arrangement. Children injured. They don't want to pay, so they look for a way to get out of paying the claim—an exclusion in the policy, an exception that nobody told us about. As the insurance company, nobody mentioned it to us. The insurance company. So that's how that works. Then, you know, Brad, and and people are going to say, "Man, you got my head spinning. I didn't think there was all these kind of issues and problems," and and so there are, and you need to work your way through them. You need to share. Um, You know, you need to say who's your emergency backup driver, etc. You need to you need to have the insurance coverages. But one thing that you can do for sure. um, And you, you don't I mean, you should look at the other person's insurance coverages. But one thing you can do is increase your own your own car insurance, your own uninsured motorist coverage, and your own underinsured motorist coverage for your policy to protect your children. It's the highest limits you can you can get because if driver number one doesn't have any insurance or expired and driver number two doesn't have any insurance or expired, then y- you do have some protection, Brad, when you go to your UM, uninsured
1: motorist and UIM, underinsured motorist coverage. You do, and it's important you start with, when we talk about UM, UAM, also throw that med pay in there. I mean, you've, you've got MedPay, and people don't don't understand MedPay, and, and quite often agents, I don't think, understand it either, because an agent will look and go, uh, well, you have health insurance, don't you? Oh, yeah, I got health insurance. You got health insurance through your work. You're not paying anything for it. Yeah, and that covers your family. Yeah, well, then you don't need MedPay. I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all, and and I can't begin to tell you how many times I have people coming in my office that we're working with them, and they they have significant. Deductibles and significant copays that they could use help with. Uh, Sometimes, if you're if if they're under the HSA plans and different plans, uh, that copay or that deductible, whatever you want to call it, however you want to say you got to pitch in money. I call it the the injured has to pay money. And and when the injured person has to pay money, it can be seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars. It can be fifteen thousand dollars that they have to pay. Well, guess where that money can come from if you've gotten your MedPay. Med pay is an automatic $5,000 on your policy unless you sign off.
0: Right, unless you waive it uh, it's automatic, but you should consider getting a higher MedPay, right? L- listen to that. You do it before an accident happens. We don't wish any accident on any family, but carpooling arrangements happen all the time, right? And it's a very fine line whether this was a commercial enterprise or or just a carpooling arrangement, a consensual transaction under insurance laws. It's a very fine line. So therefore, if you get highest med pay you can, you know, sell some the statutory minimum Brad is five thousand, but you can some companies sell twenty five grand, some can sell fifty. Uh, one company I know of sells hundred grand. So you should get the highest limits you can.
1: Right, and and again, it's to it it you don't you don't turn that over to just pay the bill. You use that to pay the deductible if you can. You use that to pay the copay. You've got to structure it right. And you don't structure that part of it when you're buying the insurance. That's when you want to come to Bell & Pollock, when you want to get your legal game plan, when you want to sit down and say, okay, here's the pool of assets I've got to cover the injuries that have, been, that, that have occurred. Now, Gary and I, we, we don't own an insurance company. We don't have any stock in insurance companies. We don't have anybody who, we, we don't get any kickbacks for selling any insurance. We don't get anything for telling you to get insurance. But we do get peace of mind, and we do understand that we've helped people to get protection in their lives, if you get yourself properly covered for that injury, especially when, as I've said many times, the most dangerous thing you do, most people, the most dangerous thing you do in life is you get in a car and ride or drive in a car. And when you're riding or driving in a car with a stranger, or you put your children in with a stranger, even for a momentary time, a person you barely know, or you haven't had enough experience to even watch them drive, so many people have your car, your children getting in cars and going carpooling and going on rides, and you've never ridden with that person. The person who's going to drive your child, you've never ridden with them. You don't even know how they drive. I'm not saying you have to say, well, give me a test drive so I can show how you do it uh, or how you drive and if you're worthy to drive my child. But you do want to make sure that you have protections for your family and for yourself.
0: Right. And let's put it another way. Suppose you're the driver of car number one on Monday, right? And you got three children in your car and you're driving them to school. It's a snowy day. Right, And so you, it's a little bit slick. You lose control of your car. You run into another car. Now you're the driver of driver number one. And so maybe, maybe you're at fault. Maybe you're partially at fault. Maybe you're entirely at fault. So driver number two is going to make a claim against you. But probably if there's any injuries from the children in your car, the, their parents are going to make claims against you and your insurance company. So you have to have enough coverage there. I mean, for when it's your turn to drive, you have to think about these things. So that's liability coverage. And, and yes, yes, parents can make claims for their children. Yes, parents and children can make claims against you as the driver if you're at fault. Yes. So think about that. So you want to increase your liability limits as high as possible. You want to disclose to the uh, insurance company that you've got a carpooling arrangement. You want to have the neighborhood meeting. And you know, Brad, another thing, think about this. If you call a neighborhood meeting and say by email or whatever, bring your insurance policies and licenses. If somebody's reticent, if somebody's fighting that concept, that's a red flag right there. It's a red flag, uh, b- because we're all adults, and adults say we have children in the car, so everybody needs to know about the insurance coverages. So think about that a minute. It is. It's
1: important to understand that if you've got people who don't want to, uh, you know, uh, set in and and establish the basic protections for the people within their car, uh, and they don't they don't want to come clean with that kind of information. It you're not saying you have to have a copy of their driver's license. Ask them to bring their driver's license and and confirm they've got one. And ask them to bring their insurance policy. That wouldn't be bad if you can get a copy of the deck page. Maybe they'll go, that's too personal. I don't want you having a copy of the deck page. Well, just confirm they've got the insurance in Get, get confirmation. They have an insurance card. You know, the police walk up to their car and say, oh, give me your insurance card. There's got to be an insurance card there. There should be a, a current insurance card. Take a look and see when it expires. If it expires during the term that your child or you're going to be riding with them or your spouse is going to be riding with them or somebody in your family, maybe you do want to say, okay, we'll have another meeting in such and such time To and everybody brings their renewals and brings their cards. And then if everything fails, everything fails, get
0: your own UIM and UM coverage as high as possible get your own med pay medical payments coverage they call it med pay as high as possible right if you've been injured you can call bell and pollock anytime 303-795-5900 or just go to our website championsofthepeople.com that's championsofthepeople.com we'll see you next week